and welcome to the Valiant Central Podcast with Martin and Ronnie and Greg. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? We got to switch up the intro sometimes, you know, doing like whatever many episodes this podcast has. I can't do the same intro every time. Uh, so this week, hey, you got to keep it fresh. Yeah, you got it. This week, I replaced all my co-hosts with brand new co-hosts. Uh, so Ronnie, of course, Ronnie, you've been on the show. People know who you are. Uh, no one yeah. knows who Greg is. Everyone's like, <laughs> who's this Greg guy? Uh, Greg Katzman, introduce yourself. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm the marketing manager at Valiant Entertainment. I've been there uh, just over a year now, actually. But uh, I, I became a Valiant fan back in 2012 uh, when the Summer of Valiant was being promoted. I was Comics Press. I was writing for a website called Comic Vine. And uh, I was obviously covering, you know, a lot of Marvel, a lot of DC. When I saw this universe was coming back that I missed out on when I was a kid, I figured I'm going to give each number one shot and see what happens. Completely fell in love. I love. I uh, continued to cover Valiant throughout all my Comics Press jobs. I not only worked at Comic Vine, but also uh, Screen Rant, CBR, IGN, uh, some other places. And uh, now I am lucky enough to actually be part of the team during a ridiculously exciting time because as you know the first valiant movie ever just dropped which yes. is still completely surreal to me yes uh you know i didn't, I didn't realize you you wrote for comic vine that's actually how i got my twitter uh handle uh oh was, man what was your name on comic vine uh i don't remember or, or is that classified i, I don't remember it, it, it's been so long ago um, and so when I went on Twitter, I was like, I'll do a play on Comic Vine, and that's where Geek Vine came out from. Would you, like, regularly check the uh, news there, or were you just on the forums? Uh, both. Do you remember segments called, like, Best Battles of the Week or stuff like that? Dude, probably. That's been so long ago. Okay. Yeah. Was, that, was no, that yours? I, I had a blast working there. Yeah, yeah. I, I had such a fun – because before I became staff at Comic Vine – I was on the forum for years. Mm. You know, I'd hang out, talk to people, making, uh, you know, digital friends there and everything. And uh, eventually I became a moderator there and then staff. And uh, I wrote there for about two years, working with Tony and Matt. And, uh, man, that was just, that was a real joy, just writing about comics every day and uh, coming up with new kinds of, like, editorials and uh, just hanging out with those guys, going to comics with them. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked watching the uh, the YouTube videos, uh, which all yeah, that, Tony, yeah, all that changed a yeah. lot when they uh, when they got mm-hmm. bought out. Yeah, yeah, I can't really speak to you know what happened behind uh, of the scenes course. there or anything, but yeah, Tony definitely had a lot of fun with the uh, art challenges whenever there was a convention. Matt, you know, he's 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 uh, such a funny guy. He did a lot of really fun interviews. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Yeah, and I, I did my best to spread the good word of Valiant while I was there. While I was there, I wrote an article called like Valiant, the publisher to watch. I would always put like Bloodshot, XO, Ninja, <laughs> Battles. When I had a segment called Battles of the Week, I put I think Ninja against Cyclops and XO against Colossus, and they were fan based, like the poll, you know. So yeah. the, the Valiant characters always lost. But people got to learn about these characters and see how cool they were, and hopefully that created a few new Valiant fans and motivated them to check out the comics. So, I mean, I, I was, you know, doing my best to uh, work for Valiant before I worked for them. You know? <laughs> I was always just, I was always marketing for them because, uh, you know, I legitimately loved the comics that they were putting out, and so I was happy to do that. Yeah, and I think when we met you last year, you had, like, just started, right? You were there for, like, a couple weeks. 
Yeah, we met uh, C2E2 2019. Yeah. Uh, I I was very new to Valiant. I was marketing coordinator. Um, it was fun, though, getting thrown into the deep end like that because, you know, like I said, I, I was a fan of this stuff first. I'm not someone who was brought in and like, wait, what's Valiant? Yeah. Uh, so it was just really fun to actually get to talk about all this stuff with you guys. And it was, you know, surreal to get to, you know, kind of like geek out and just – do my best to share some stuff without sharing too much with you guys. <laughs> no, my bosses are listening, so I mean, I didn't reveal anything too important. But, uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't help but brag a little bit with some teasers, you know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. No, we were, uh, we didn't know who you were. We're like, who's this great guy? Uh, but you were awesome. So here we are. Uh, and now oh, you're, thanks, now you're co-hosting the show. Pretty soon you can yeah, take you my know, job. It, it's a real honor, man. Uh, I sent you my resume a few weeks ago. I was really nervous. I didn't get the gig. <laughs> then you reached out the other day. Uh, I, I guess the resume was good enough. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's a great opportunity to finally <laughs> be a permanent part of this uh, podcast. Uh, no, but but seriously, uh, all all the times you uh, guys have been talking about Valiant uh, in every episode, I listen every time. Uh, I love everything you guys are talking about, whether it's, you know, praising the stuff or giving constructive criticism. Uh, golf is great. Um, so it, it's, it's really nice to, you know, I'm really honored to be a part of it tonight. And uh, yeah, just really appreciate it. You know, sucking up will get you a long way, Greg. I will give you that. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, that. being a co-host really doesn't take much. I mean, I'm on here, so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the only reason you're the co-host is because you agreed to put that Harbinger tattoo on your leg. Well, I mean, maybe. I think it was more like the Grubhub. Yeah, Ronnie Ronnie is a a true fan for sure. I do not have a Valiant tattoo because obviously I don't like Valiant, right? It's been many years doing this podcast. I hate Valiant. Just kidding. Um, You know, funny enough. You got a Moon Knight tattoo. I, I don't I don't have a Moon Knight tattoo either. I don't have any comic book character tattoos. Uh, I have old weird weirdo it. tattoos. Yep, I have old weirdo tattoos. But I do have a dog named Ginger, and uh, every time what? my wife takes her to the vet, she tells him to spell it G-I-N-G-E-R, and I'm like, babe, that's not how you spell it. It's G-I-N-G-R, uh, and she just hate she refuses to do that. Uh, but I always make him change it on the board. So she goes to pick the dog up, and she's like, "Yep, that one's mine. The one with the with the dash in it." Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Is it a, is it a big dog or is the joke? It's a it's small a dog? no. It's, it's a great. It's a great. It's a great Pyrenees. It's a big dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's uh, I don't know, a hundred and something pounds, hundred and ten pounds. Uh, very sweet, very sweet dog. Mm. Uh, she would never destroy anything. Uh, the other one that we had was a little <laughs> destructive. He was he was Solomon Grundy. Uh, he he was a little destructive. We we had to get rid of him. Uh, anyways, let's not talk about that. Let's uh let's let's get to some big news. Um, uh, we'll we'll kick off. There's a whole lot going on right now with this virus stuff mm. going on. Uh, no one's mad at the jokes I made last episode, so yay. Um, but a lot of things are changing in comics right now. I think uh, I don't know if you saw Greg the e- the the I guess it was a an open letter uh, from the Image CEO. Uh, kind of challenging Marvel to do things a little differently to help out shops and stuff. So I'm curious mm-hmm. how how the whole virus thing is impacting you guys, um, and how how you guys are working with uh, your shop partners to kind of ease some of that on their end, maybe. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Um, so one thing that I'm really proud to say is that Valiant has uh, sincerely been putting the health and safety of you know its staff 
just above everything else. I've been working from home for two weeks now. I have asthma. Uh, they recognize that, you know, uh, even early on that I should not be commuting in and out of Manhattan, you know, sitting in a bus with people around me coughing. It's just mm-hmm. too much. So they said, you know, get your laptop, go home, work from home there. And uh, now everyone's doing the same. Uh, we're operating at 100%, but everyone's working remotely. Um, you know, the team worked diligently to make sure that for next week's EXO, all the bronze covers made it out in time. Uh, so that that's not a concern at all. Uh, but everyone is still operating at 100%. And it, this is, it, it really is an unprecedented set of circumstances that we're facing right now. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a very serious issue. And it's always, you know, in the front of our minds when we're discussing anything. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to retail partners, they, look, retailers are obviously the backbone of this industry. They need to be supported. Uh, this, you know, what, what's going on is the landscape of constantly changing every single day, unfortunately, right now. And our sales team has been talking to retailers every single day, uh, asking how we can help, what we can be doing to support them to the best of our ability. Uh, There's some stuff in the works that I can't really talk about yet because it's still being worked on and discussed. It's ongoing. But uh, our sales team and the people at the top are incredibly thorough and making sure every decision we make, uh, we're asking ourselves, how does this help retailers right now? Because they're supporting them while also making sure fans are keeping healthy and safe in addition to our creators. That's, That's at the very top right now nothing yeah. more important so I'm, um, I'm i'm curious how how everyone working from home kind of impacts the workflow a little bit because um, you guys are fortunate enough where i mean obviously the talent is all over the place right uh but your staff and the editorial team would meet in the office uh does that mm-hmm. change the workflow in any way uh, i guess basically what i'm asking is like do, do you guys expect anything like delays in production or anything like that as a result of this whole thing uh, no, I don't think any delays are anticipated. Uh, I can't, you know, guarantee what the future of this industry looks like because things are constantly changing every single day. Mm-hmm. But right now, everything is on track. Everyone's uh, operating at 100%. Um, you know, for marketing, uh, we have multiple phone calls every day. Right before uh, hopping on the phone with you guys, I was on the phone with my boss, Matthew Klein, the VP of Sales and Marketing, to go over a few things. Uh, earlier in this week, we had a company-wide uh, weekly meeting over the phone. Uh, you know, obviously, Fred leads the whole thing, and then everyone has an opportunity to chime in and update on all the things they're working on. In addition to that, we're all on Gmail. Uh, we're all on Hangouts, so we're always messaging back and forth with our questions. Uh, so we, we're, we're communicating just as much we just not have, we just don't have that face to face, which you can still fix with FaceTime if you really want to. But I don't think anyone wants to look at my face if they have the option <laughs> to just talk to me over uh, over Hangouts or the phone or anything like that. Uh, but so sales has been, you know, they've been going above and beyond every day, keeping in touch with our retail partners and uh, just always thinking about the best foot forward here because. Uh, like I said before, everything is it's a rapidly changing landscape and it's unprecedented and we have to make sure everything we do is supporting the retailers while also keeping fans safe. And that's that's just sales, you know, in marketing, uh, some stuff we're doing. I'm not sure if you guys saw on social, but uh, every single day we're offering free PDFs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The first day was a, a PDF of the Valiant, the whole trade paperback of the Valiant. Right. Um, Livewire Volume 1 was out there, Bloodshot 2019, Issue 1. Uh, Rye number one, the new Abnet and Rip series, 
that was just uh, put out as a free PDF. We're doing that every day. Uh, we, we recognize fully that, you know, the Valiant fans, odds are you guys have read these, but we still want to provide free entertainment for everyone out there because we know comic fans in general right now. It, it's difficult for everyone. And everyone needs some extra entertainment right now because for a lot of people, you know, obviously they're staying home, going outside is very limited, maybe just groceries, doctor's office, stuff like that. So we want to do everything we can to try to help. And uh, in my opinion, you know, reading The Valiant for free is uh, pretty awesome. I think that's a great gateway to the Valiant universe. I hope uh, a lot of people that inspires them to continue reading about more characters and they keep an eye on more free comics that we're going to be putting out. And we also have more stuff in development right now that we're discussing. I can't, I can't reveal it yet, but right now sales, all about supporting the retailers, marketing, all about making sure we're supporting, uh, you know, everyone that we can right now, because it's, it's, it's certainly a unique uh, and extraordinary time uh, right now. So, this kind of leads into my next question. Uh, you know, I, I do mostly digital. I still do support my local shop. Yeah. Uh, but I do read the majority of my comics digitally. And um, obviously supporting your shop is important, right? Even when people are freaking mm -hmm. out, maybe don't want to go in public. Uh, but I'm curious if – obviously you don't need to reveal any plans. Um, but it seems like maybe a, a strong push on, on the digital side – uh, might be uh, an interesting strategy right now. Uh, and I'm curious, I mean, if you be as honest as you can, right? Obviously, I don't <laughs> want to get you in any trouble. Uh, but <laughs> do you guys expect maybe a large move from a lot of folks into something like Comixology or any other platforms? Uh, there's always going to be people that just want physical comics, right? Um, and obviously, yeah. that's great. But I'm, I'm curious how things are going to get skewed now if people don't want to leave their house, uh, will we see a large jump to a digital format um, and kind of create a new habit that way? Is that something that you guys That's are thinking question. about? <clears throat> right now we're reviewing uh, all the potential options, but at the end of the day, the retailers, we, you know, we just, they're the backbone of the industry. They really are then. And uh, a lot of them are doing their best to accommodate people who are staying at home, who may have compromised, compromised immune systems or live with someone who has a compromised immune system, so they got to be careful, um, you know, people who are at risk. Uh, so a lot of shops out there, they're doing deliveries now. They're mailing stuff. They're even offering curbside service. So a lot of them are adapting to the best of their ability and making sure that people who go to their LCS have a way to still get those physical copies every week. Uh, as for what it will look like in one week, two weeks, three weeks, I, I would rather not speculate, to be honest with yeah. you. But when it comes to digital, uh, I do think uh, for a lot of people, it could be a good way to reading comics is kind of this alien concept to a lot of people. You know, comic book movies, comic book TV shows are huge, but there's been a stigma for so long about reading comic books. Mm -hmm. And now that these characters are becoming so popular, the idea of being, you know, a Captain America fan, a Batman fan, a Bloodshot fan, you know, suddenly that's, that's not frowned upon by pop culture. You know, right. it, it's the cool thing. People want to know about these things. And I do think having the ability to quickly, you know, read a PDF or quickly download a number one issue to familiarize yourself with what it's like to read a comic, because I think so many people haven't done that yet, I think it's a good start. But from there, I mean, it's, it's just not the same. I, I, I love digital. I have a, 
a lot of digital comics uh, on my phone, on my laptop. But at the end of the day, there, there just isn't a substitute for getting a physical copy. Um, so we're going to do everything in our power to support that. That's very good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's kind of like the, the whole social distancing thing, right? Um, I, I do wonder sometimes like what the impact of like not having close physical contact with others uh, would be. Um, which that's a weird conversation to have on a, on a comic book podcast, right? Like it's something that you would never think that you'd be discussing. Um, so, okay. I interesting. Interesting. Uh, obviously it's led to some other things changing, uh, for you guys as well. Uh, we're going to talk about the bloodshot movie. Um, you know, last episode, Duan and Travis and I talked about it for almost as long as the length of the movie and, uh, had a great time doing it. Uh, I know we all enjoy the movie a lot and, uh, mm -hmm. You know, opinions seem divisive, but that's always the case with, with anything, right? Um, so mm -hmm. you guys announced that this movie was going to be going uh, straight to streaming, basically. Um, purchase only, no rental option, uh, for nineteen ninety nine, mm -hmm. starting on the 24th. Um, before we get there, give me some thoughts on how you feel about the, the general reaction of the movie. Uh, because... It seems like um, – how, how do I want to put this? <sighs> so I was looking at Box Office Mojo, right? And you look at it – a matter of fact, I talked about this with somebody else last night. And uh, the, the movie had a, a fairly small budget for, for a big action flick, right? It was like $40 million. Um, Right now, the box office is at like $25 million, So I believe that makes it the number one movie in the world you know, in terms of uh, gross international take, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, however, you know, a number one movie at, you know, just 25 million says a lot about kind of the, the atmosphere of, of the world right now where people don't want to go out. Uh, obviously, you guys have to be happy that the movie is the number one movie in the world, even if it's not maybe meeting projections of, of what you guys thought the movie might do. Uh, but give me some, some feedback on how you guys are seeing uh, the reaction of the film on your end. I mean, we're thrilled with it, man. Uh, before the, um, you know, the, the situation occurred, uh, a lot of uh, people in the industry were anticipating Bloodshot would have an opening weekend of 10 million, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the movie, that's just domestic. And the movie came in with about 9.2 million, despite everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that is a huge testament to how ridiculously amazing the Valiant fans are just uh, whether it's, you know, listen to this podcast, listen, I, I don't mean to support uh, competition here or anything, but also listening to the get Valiant. Yeah. Uh, those guys, know, those guys are awesome. Valiant. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I feel like you guys should do a crossover one day or something like only the Valiant, Ooh. Valiant Central podcast. You know, I, I had, like I had talked to them Valiant about show. that. Yeah. I had talked to them about that years ago and then we never got around to it and then totally forgot about it. I'll, I'll talk to those guys at some point. April yeah, Fool's coming up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we go. And then there's also uh, uh, Valiant Watch, which is a new show over on YouTube. Those guys are great as well. So there, there are a lot of great, uh, you know, fan-run Valiant voices out there uh, who are all giving their honest feedback, and I love listening to all of it. And uh, also, I don't recall if I said the Valiant Comics fan group over on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, you know, Valiant fans, the forum. Uh, so I'm always keeping an eye on everything, always listening. So hearing just the way most of you guys, you know, love the movie, that's that's surreal. And also speaking of surreal thing, Bloodshot is the number one movie worldwide. Right. Did you ever think that would be like a sentence you would say? 
<laughs> I mean, just just getting a value movie period is something I never thought I would say. You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> we've been seeing this in like letters columns since like '91, right? So it, it's awesome to yeah. finally have one. Man, it was great seeing those pictures of uh, uh, Kevin Van Hook on. I guess it was technically a black carpet. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. But he had a red tie, of course. Uh, so it's good seeing him there. Uh, so it's a, it's a big moment for, you know, not only like every person who has been part of the Valiant team since the original incarnation up to this one, every single person who has worked on the movie, both in front of the camera and behind the scenes, but also, you know, the people who co-create the characters, Perlin, uh, Van Hook and Bob Layden. I saw Layden was celebrating overseas. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever spoke to Don. He is incredible. He is yeah. super witty. It was. Uh, I don't know if you guys have the uh, Bloodshot Classic Omnibus, but uh, I was fortunate enough to you know interview those guys for some of the bonus content in there, and they talked about like why Bloodshot hair is styled like that, a bunch of other fun stuff. There's all really good dudes, and I'm, I'm beyond happy for them. The fact that their creation has come to the big screen and uh, yeah, I know they're really happy with it, and just being number one worldwide is that's surreal, man. So I I did have one comment, which I'm heard I'm sure you heard in the last episode. Uh, the lack of a <laughs> giant valiant logo in the movie is kind of a miss. Uh, so you can you can run up the chain, okay? So I I, I hear you. I, I hear you. I. Uh, when I saw the movie, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to theaters because I have asthma, and uh, I am in an area where there is a uh, rather significant outbreak of what's going on right now. Yeah. So I have to keep it safe, uh, unfortunately. But I am gonna, you know, obviously buy it next week on digital. Uh, but if I recall correctly, when I saw it at the beginning, it does say in association with Valiant Entertainment, and at the end, there is the Valiant logo. But I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, you you know Marvel puts it like giant man front and center. You you gotta you gotta rock it. You know what I mean? You gotta rock it. I I hear you one hundred percent. All right, cool, fair enough. I just wanted to throw that out there, okay? In case your boss is listening, he's like, "Yep, we'll remember that for Bloodshot too." Oh, that, man. My wife even noticed. Yeah. really, because I had to drag her to the theater, obviously, <laughs> to see it, and I was like. They sent us a wedding present. You can go watch it. <laughs> hey, man, there, there were no strings attached with that present. No, I know, I know. But I wanted the extra ticket money. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and, then, and, and she went for Vin Diesel and stayed for Wiggins. So Hell yeah. <laughs> Wiggins is the man. And do you guys know that Wiggins and uh, KT, uh, they'll be in the comics? Uh, so, okay, good. I'm glad you brought that up. I missed that. Because I brought that up on the yeah, last episode. Yeah, I'll I'll wait for more information to uh, roll out. But uh, yeah, those 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 guys, those characters are heading to the comics. Very nice. Yeah, that, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, um, yeah. I I heard that yeah, KT was, so that was cool. Sorry. What? Oh, I said I heard that KT was, so it's cool to confirm that Wiggins is too. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So what's uh what's the expectation on on you guys and on uh, this digital release because i mean that that's it's pretty big for any movie uh obviously it's big for valiant fans right because now we don't need to wait six months for a dvd copy or whatever uh so that's nice uh but is there uh is there a big expectation that this will do really well kind of in this streaming aftermarket kind of thing look because of the support of the valiant fans I'm very optimistic about how that's going to go. And it's, uh, if I recall correctly, it's 19.99, yep. which is the same price that uh, I believe it was Universal is uh, attaching for their rentals for movies like uh, 
the hunt and invisible man. Yep. Uh, so it's the same price that people are going to pay for those. And I, I do think that people who may be comic book movie fans, action movie fans or sci-fi movie fans, I think that, you know, with the unique situation that we're all facing, we're all looking for new entertainment. I think dropping the 1999 on the new, the latest comic book movie and uh, stars Vin Diesel, I, I'm optimistic that a lot of people are going to check it out, and I look forward to that creating a lot of new fans and motivating people to go check out, you know, like the free PDFs of Bloodshot or maybe even, you know, ordering the Bloodshot Definitive Edition or Bloodshot Book One. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm really excited. I know uh, I'm going to buy it right away. Um, and <laughs> I know, like, fans out there like Todd Lewis, I think he's already seen the movie five times. In oh, theaters. wow. So just the kind of passion that, you know, you guys and the rest of the Valiant fans have, I know that is going to be a huge driving force behind this digital release being a success, and we'll just have to see where it goes from there. So I've uh, I've obviously been a little out of the loop for a couple of weeks, so I don't, I, I've missed a lot of stuff, but I'm curious if you guys have announced any sort of uh, tie-in stuff uh, for the release of the film in terms of the comics. So- yeah, um, we, we've worked with Sony very closely throughout this whole process. They've, they've been amazing partners. Uh, as, as you guys may have seen, there was the one poster that had a code that people could scan and they would get a free Bloodshot comic. As far as I know, that's never been done before for a comic book movie poster. I know there's always been collaborations where, like, if you order on Fandango, you get a PDF right. or something. Yeah. But we wanted it to be as accessible as possible so people could just take a picture on or they could scan the code, you know, if they see the poster, and from there get that comic. So the goal is always to make sure that, you know, we're supporting Valiant outside of the comics to the best of our ability, but then we're also doing our best to make sure that, you know, the people who like that stuff, the comics are easily accessible to them. Because if not, that's a huge bummer, you know? Like, how many people saw Aquaman or Black Panther and loved those movies? But then maybe, you know, they'll never read an Aquaman or a Black Panther comic. And, and that's not a critique of the way other studios or companies are operating. It's just there's the amount of people who see these comic book movies versus the amount of people actually reading comics. There's a very big gap. Mm-hmm. And I think in the industry, we have to do everything we can to try to welcome those people and give them more and more uh, of a weekly dose of these characters that they like. Because it's the same thing you get on the big screen, except there's no budget in the comics, except for how much the artist, the anchor, and the colorist is willing to tolerate in the script. That's really <laughs> the only budget. Yeah, that's true. Or I saw it three times. I saw the movie three times. I saw it the opening night premiere that we had here at my town, and then my son had to work. So then I went Saturday morning with him, and then I went back Saturday night. And I highly enjoyed it from all aspects of it, and I can see... Greg, where you're saying, like, even with the Marvel movies or DC movies, like, coming out of a superhero movie inspires me to read those comics even more. I know I'm a weirdo and not everybody is like that, but I hope that that's what drove people when they came out to go pick up stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that, first of all, that's amazing that you saw it three times uh, with, you know, different people each time. Uh, that, that's incredible. Um and, yeah, that, that's, that's always the hope, man, that people, you know, because, look, at the end of the day, these things can't be on the big screen without the comics. So you always want to try to make sure the source material and, you know, any, any kind of relevant reading recommendations are accessible as possible to people. And that's certainly, you know, that's, that's a big challenge. It's an ongoing challenge. But uh, it's something that we are eager to keep doing our best 
make sure that happens. And, you know, obviously we're always going to promote the other way too. Like, as I'm sure you guys saw in all of our new releases at the top, we had a movie uh, banner with, a, you know, a KT, um, Dalton, and uh, Ray promoting the release date of Bloodshot and, you know, the logo. Um, so that, that was really cool, being able to do that with Sony and uh, also working with them for, uh, Ronnie, you were at C2E2, right? Yeah, I was, but like we were talking at the start, your asthma kept you out, so Matthew and Connor got to party with us instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely feel like I missed out. I'm disappointed because I had such a good time last year at C2E2. Uh, yeah. I was incredibly disappointed that I couldn't make it this year. Um, but yeah, working with Sony, we were able to make sure that for the panel, you know, everyone got... Uh, you know, free shirts and posters, and even if you were uh, living in the area, a free pass to a screening coming up. And, uh, yeah, in addition to that, as you know, at the panel, at the very beginning, we had that exclusive shout-out from Vin Diesel, thanking the fans and, you know, all the comic book creators. Yeah, that was pretty awesome to experience in person, too. I mean, I put it up on the feed here, but if you were actually in that room, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty smart to have Vin Diesel on there. Because uh, he's got a he's got a very cult following, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like Ronnie's well, wife. And also, yeah, and also like he's legit a fan, so yeah, that even makes it even better. Yeah, I love seeing yeah, whenever I mean, he would post about him reading a comic. That was that was awesome. Yeah, at the at the premiere in the press junket, there was a lot of fun material with him. Uh, at at the premiere, you know, he opened by you know thanking all the creators, writers, artists, whoever worked on the character. You know, and that's 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 incredible. And then, uh, you know, the person who was repping Valiant on the red carpet, they got a great soundbite of him thanking the fans and uh, holding, you know, the classic Bloodshot uh, comic. So uh, he's he has been a huge supporter of the movie, and there are a lot of really fun interviews with him talking about Bloodshot, why he loves the character, and seeing people go on late night shows and talk about this. That's that is insane uh, i don't know if you guys watch those uh seeing like vin and eyes on kimmel mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. yeah there were yeah, there were a lot of fun interviews i definitely watched eyes on kimmel was it on kimmel wasn't he supposed to like be promoting the fast and the furious but then he's like switched gears and talked more about bloodshot uh, they, they definitely talked about both, which is understandable because Fast and Furious, that's a huge franchise, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's, he's the face of it. Um, so they did talk about that a little bit, but, yeah, no, there there was some good talk about uh, Bloodshot there as well and some exclusive clips that went out there. So Sony did a really good job putting those, uh, just everyone out there to talk about the movie and, you know, hope that it motivated, you know, Marvel, DC, comic book movie fans to go check out the movie. And uh, considering, you know, despite everything that's happened, a lot of people still went to the theaters to uh, check it out. Um, yeah, I think they did a great job. And I know Tim Seeley's happy that it's going digital because, uh, well, at least at C2E2, and according to his Twitter account, he hadn't seen it yet because of everything. Yeah. And so now he's really excited to purchase it and be able to watch it while the whole world's inside. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, – there's some fun potential here with Tim and Brett watching it maybe. Also, there's some fun material here maybe with all the people who are working on Bloodshot maybe doing a video or something. I'll have, to, I'll have to talk to the rest of the team about that. Yeah, you can do like a watch-along video type thing. Yeah, because a lot of people are doing, you know, online viewing parties now that, you know, people can't really gather in person. Uh, that could be really fun. 
have to, yeah, be cool. have to pick their brains. Yeah, see if yeah. they're down for that. There you go. You can have that one for free. I won't <laughs> you know, you can have uh, the pay that Martin is giving me to be the there you new go. co-host. There, there you go. go. 23 cents. Wait. <laughs> Are you getting 23 cents? <laughs> well, that's what I paid Duan. He's been whining about 23 cents for years. Oh, well, yeah. So there you go. 13 cents was standard. <laughs> it's all pennies, too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I got to ask you, because if I don't ask you, uh, my buddy Nick will be very upset. Uh, are there going to be any special features on this uh, streaming release, or is it basically the uh, theatrical cut? That's a really good question, and to be completely honest with you, that's uh, something that's above my pay grade. Um, I don't have the answer for that, but I can uh, I could ask around and uh, look into it. Yeah, find out and let me know. Because uh, he uh, he loves the extras. Uh, I think he he buys movies for extras, not to actually watch the movie. Uh, so he'd be uh, he'd be very interested. Uh, yeah, that's no, good. I, I totally get that. I, I think it's gonna be uh, I think it's gonna be really big, man. You know, the, the Universal has a couple movies coming out tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for those because my wife and I couldn't get together for like Invisible Man, for example. So we're gonna watch that, and uh, now I can convince her to watch Bloodshot. Because unlike Ronnie's wife, my <laughs> wife told me that I could go by myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna get to watch it with my wife as well since we can go to the movies. So, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. You know, I try to be invisible, man. I try to be sneaky about it too. I was like, hey, I'm I'm gonna go see the new Vin Diesel movie. You wanna come? And she's like, oh, that sounds fun. I was like, yeah, it's Bloodshot. She's like, Bloodshot. Isn't that a comic book thing? I said, yeah. She's like, you can go watch it by yourself. I said, all right. Oh. You know. It's a different kind of comic book movie. Look, the only comic like, book movie my wife wanted to see with me was Deadpool. Outside of that... That's the thing, though. When people talk about comic book movies, they... they no disrespect to your wife here, obviously. No, of but course. people view it as like it's a, it's a single genre. It's always like there's a dude in a cape punching. <laughs> but the, the thing is, as comic book readers, we know that you know within the comic book industry, there's dozens of genres. And the same holds true for movies, you know? You can have a comic book movie that's a Western. You can have a comic book movie where people don't even know it's a comic book movie. Right. Like, uh, the, what's the Tom Hanks one again? I forgot. Road to Perdition, I think? Uh, yes, Road to Perdition. Yep. Yeah, so just just because something is technically a comic book movie doesn't mean it's a direct parallel to something that you've seen before. Mm -hmm. And as the Bloodshot posters say... Superhero movies just got an upgrade. So I'm not. You guys had a very long uh, episode talking about it. You know, sharing your thoughts. So uh, hopefully now that you have it at home, you can um, have it on in the background, and maybe maybe she'll see that uh, it's you know it's not what she expected. Well, you know, it's got that little memento vibe also. Uh, and my wife and I both yeah, love that yeah. movie. So I think I think maybe I can convince her that way. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and it's got Guy Pierce. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, if it had, oh man, who's the guy that played uh, Commissioner Gordon? Oh God, she loves that guy. In which movie? Uh, yeah. Not Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. She Gary yeah. Oldman. If like if I if he was a little bit younger and I was not around, she would marry Gary Oldman. <laughs> like she loves you, Gary Oldman. You guys want to make a success? A background. Uh... You 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 want to make a great value movie? Put Gary Oldman on it. My wife will go see it a million times, guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Look, you, I mean, you, go ahead, go ahead. Do you have proof that Gary Oldman isn't an extra in the background? 
<laughs> Touche. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't have proof. I don't have anything like true in the background. Who knows? <laughs> All right, I will tell her Gary Oldman's in it. <laughs> Potentially. Now, if He's I if this in the background. if this causes a divorce hearing, then I'm blaming oh, no, it on you. No. Okay, I will I will sue you for twenty three cents. And then when she looked it up on IMDb, you could be like, uh, well, they just don't list all cast members. <laughs> Maybe I can en- uh, edit the uh, Wikipedia entry and just show her that. Maybe oh, yeah. that'll work. <laughs> Can't edit IMDb. Uh, all right, give me give me some other stuff, Greg. Give me some other stuff. You guys got always exciting stuff going on. Uh, we didn't talk about Savage. I know you and I mm-hmm. very briefly talked about it before the episode started. Um, mm-hmm. Ronnie and I loved the original Savage. Uh, Did I? It, it, amazing, yep. great writing, great artwork. Uh, Ronnie Larosa. is yeah, is is amazing. a big fan of the writer, and uh, I believe you're friends with him too, aren't you, Ronnie? Yeah. So sadly, he's not in this one, but we got Max Bemis. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm yep. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm just gonna leave it there. Uh, but the book look does look great. Uh, so what can we expect out of this new take on Savage? Yeah, so I think the um, the opening uh, five-page preview uh, is an accurate representation of the tone without fully showing people how over-the-top and fun the action gets. Um, so this is a character we, you know, I, I read Savage back when it dropped. I, I adored it. Uh, so I have also been anxiously waiting for this character <laughs> to, to uh, return. And I think that now that he's back in London... I think it has to have a bit of a different tone because uh, it's not the same story anymore. It's a very different tone as to what's happening. And this, I know usually you'd see like immediately what happens after he uh, went through and uh, appeared over a guy he just killed in London. But this actually jumps ahead a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to spoil any of the details, but he, you know, met with a uh, family who's still in London and, uh, the artwork by Nathan Stockman, uh, the pencils and inks there. He did uh, really fun, energetic work on Spidey. Um, as you can see in the opening two pages with Savage fighting the dinosaur and the splash page of him ripping out the dinosaur's tooth and stabbing <laughs> it in the head, there's a lot of stuff like that that you guys haven't seen yet. The first issue, um, it's not too long until the action really kicks off, and there are a lot of really cool layouts that uh, Nathan Stockman's doing. And then you have Brian Reaver returning. He was on the original Savage. He has been. He was on a bunch of Valiant stuff since the 2012 relaunch, and now he's back on Savage. Uh, so that's it's great to have him back and working on that. Um, and there's a really cool sequence in the second issue too, with with a really uh, unique layout of an action scene of Savage just going through this whole place. I can't really spoil anything, but there's there's a lot of action in this. And Max Bemis uh, presented a tutorial with a pitch uh, that totally subverted, you know, everyone's expectations of what would happen next with the character, and offered something uh, unique. And uh, then with Nathan Stockman and Reber on arts, I, I love that combo right there. Uh, I'm really, really liking their work. And uh, Reber and uh, Stockman, uh, the promo piece, that's their artwork of Savage on top of the taxi with the uh, dino reflection 
in the uh, dash. Yeah. Um, so I, I've just, you know, I saw some of his work on Spidey in the past, but looking at his work, I've become a really big fan of the guy. And uh, checking out the commissions he's done too on his website, he's done some really cool stuff. Really. So I think he's bringing a lot of fun energy to uh, to the book. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. We we cannot have Max on the show though because uh, we will talk about music and Moon Knight the entire time. Uh, I, I apologize. I, I loved this band back in the day, so I, I we just can't. We would not talk comics. I apologize. Um, all right, the other big stuff is Shadow Man. Now, this was yeah. announced already. It's been almost a month now. Uh, we haven't really talked about it on the show, uh, partially because C2E2 and I've been out and things like that. Uh, but this mm-hmm. this is a book that I'm one million percent excited for. Um, you have Cullen Bunn, the probably greatest horror comic writer of modern comics um you have john davis hunt who is a freaking killer uh how how the hell did this come about how how did you get these guys together well i can't really you know speak to the full editorial process of uh what that's like uh on the book is uh you know editor heather antos as well as i believe david menchel is uh, assisting on the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cullen, as you know, he's worked with us before. Uh, Punk Mambo and uh, Roku as well. But uh, for a horror book, it's it's just a perfect fit for the guy. Um, And then John Davis Hunt. uh, I believe uh, Heather knew him prior to this. I'm not 100% sure if that's accurate. But, uh, yeah, John Davis Hunt and uh, Cullen Bunn and then Jordi Belair on colors as well. They are a great fit for this book. And uh, what's really cool that they're doing is uh, every single issue is going to be a standalone adventure while the overall narrative is, you know, building up to something else. So it's kind of like a little horror story in every comic. Uh, The second one, I man, I can't really, I got to bite my tongue sometimes. (laughs) All all I can say is, you know, they're going 100% horror with this book. It's not a superhero book, it's a horror book. Um, And I'm really excited for you guys to see more of it. Yeah, Yeah, as it should be. uh, Look, Shadow Man's a huge character, man. It's a huge year for him, too. Not sure if you saw, but the other day we announced uh, we're working with Night Dive Studios to uh, deliver a Shadow Man remastered. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, which I'm curious, how how is this version different than I, I don't think they called it a remaster. I got to check my library because I bought it. There was a re-release. Okay, uh, that's what past. it was. It was a re-release. Okay. Yeah, it was a couple yeah, years ago, this right? Is, uh, uh, I don't recall when the re-release occurred, but that was just taking the original game and just putting it out there again. Yeah. For this one, there's uh, there's like 4K widescreen display. I know there's like uh i think there's dynamic shadow mapping and uh pixel lighting stuff like that i think there's also uh, higher density of particle effect and uh just overall the graphics uh and the audio uh has been uh improved uh, um <clears throat> and the logo as well i don't know if you guys saw that dude the new logo is awesome yeah yeah that was that's really cool um but yeah it, it's exciting to get that news out there and See, this is the, the tough part about being a fan and working at Valiant is there's a lot of stuff being worked on that I can't say because <laughs> they haven't announced it yet. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to video games, uh, I, I'm very excited for you guys to learn more. That's that's all I can awesome. say, I guess. Yeah, I know yeah. there were some uh, some some announced things, kind of. Uh, we'll be seeing more stuff soon, kind of, was the <laughs> announcement. 
Yeah, we announced the partnership with Blowfish Studios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that they are developing video games, uh, but no other information. It was more of like a business-to-business kind of announcement. Sure, yeah. That the partnership exists and that these characters, you know, are uh, there's going to be new console games made with them. Uh, beyond that, no details have been released, but uh, what I can say, because it's not a spoiler, is that I've read some pretty detailed documents about uh, what the first game is going to be. I've looked at the character models, and uh, I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, and I am I'm very anxious for more information to get out there. Sweet. So what I need is a VR Exoman Award. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> okay? I'm just throwing that out XO there. XOVR? Yeah, XOVR is exactly what I need. I will spend my life savings on a rig where I can get into an exosuit and just fly around space. See, I mean, that's where you, sh- you shoot high, and I'm shooting low because, like, the Shadow Man has the shot glass. I just want, like, a Shadow Man figure and okay. some other um, suits. So nothing has been officially announced yet, so I can't really give too many details. But what I can say is that new collectibles are actively in development. Uh and that's another thing where I'm a yes. freaking broken record here. But all I can say is there's cool stuff coming up, and I can't wait for you guys to learn more. Because uh, there are new plans for action figures and collectibles. I can't talk about which company or which characters, any of that stuff. But there's stuff in the works. Exo Man of War oh, statue yeah. confirmed. All right. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> Listen, no, here's the thing. I know, uh, I know there's a lot of guys that love Bloodshot, right? I know the Get Valiant guys, they're, like, obsessed with Bloodshot, right? Uh, Exo's mm-hmm. my dude. You know what I mean? Like, there was that awesome statue from years ago that they were working on, and it was canceled. And then we get, like, toy announcements, and it's always, like, an Exo toy or a, a Bloodshot toy and the Faith this and, and, you know, Bloodshot that and Faith that. Listen, Exo Manowar, that's, that's, that's the bread and butter. Martin will buy all of yeah. them. We're not putting want, anything out there until it's official. <laughs> Bloodshot statue not confirmed. Exo statue confirmed. Uh, very <laughs> now, good. What I what I I, from, I, I was comics press back when I visited uh, Valiant a long time ago, and I was shown you know the models of. I was so excited for that Exo statue, man. The one of him fighting the Vine Soul. Yeah, yeah, so that cool. one. Um, that, that was awesome. But look, at the end of the day, these matters are like really, really complicated when it comes to the licensing world. And it's understandable that sometimes things may not pan out, which is why we're being extra careful and we are not uh, revealing things until we can officially announce them, which is why I'm not, you know, naming any names or characters or companies or anything like that. But what I can say is that our licensing team, uh, Ed Casey and Oliver Taylor, they are incredibly hard at work. And working on some really cool stuff. See, Exo Man of War movie confirmed. Exo Man of War <laughs> Funk Papo. <laughs> All uh, of those things would be amazing, and I would love <laughs> You are very good at your job, Greg. I will give you that. Uh, oh, you, you. You, you keep things tight to your chest. Uh, and I want everyone to know Greg is a true mensch for doing so. <laughs> Thanks, man. No problem. No problem. Uh Let's uh let's get ready to wrap up. Any final things you want to uh drop on us before we call it a, a day? Yeah, um well I mean we're <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh man, excuse me, my asthma's been uh, a little bad over the past week. Uh, sorry about that. Uh yeah, we were we were talking about EXO and the first issue drops next week. Have you guys read it? 
I've read it many a time. Yeah, yep, same here. Yeah, many a time. I'm uh, sure you guys will do like an episode going into details because there anything, uh, any feedback? Because uh, right now we're seeing a lot of really good reviews, and I'm I'm excited for fans to get their hands on it. But you know, would love to hear some some early thoughts from you guys if you're willing to share. So, um, we'll definitely be doing an episode on the issue next week. Uh, if time mm-hmm. permits, I do plan on doing kind of uh, an EXO journey uh, from a, a, a very big fan of EXO Manowar uh, as, as a solo cool. thing. So uh, so we'll see. Uh, if if that goes well, then I'll be putting that out uh, Tuesday or Wednesday uh, to coincide with the drop. Uh, but yeah, next week we'll definitely be talking EXO. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm really excited. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I love the creative team. Um, I love that you guys have taken your time with kind of building this new direction for the character. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how other people react to it once they get their hands on it. Really happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, that's true of anything, right? Like, we, we've talked Quantum and Woody, for example. Uh, you know, I, I really love that book. Um, God, I had so much fun with that interview, by the way. He had me rolling. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but uh, just like, you know, the general direction, I think it's, it's really nice. Um, and, you know, we talk about it on the show, and I know you listen, but, you know, like, I want to make sure that we tell you directly um, as kind of our, our liaison with everybody um, that it, it does mean a lot that you guys are, are really taking the time to do things properly, right? Um, even if it doesn't always translate to bigger sales or uh, to maybe as many new readers as should be reading Valiant, um, you guys should know that the people that are still here and still reading the books definitely appreciate uh, what you guys are doing. Uh, I know, you know, when, when things changed around with the company, people were freaking out. And, uh, you know, as I've told you privately, Greg, I think we're, we're personally really happy with, with how things are working out um, and can't wait to hear more about it. You know, you guys always have exciting stuff coming out. Uh, thank you, man. That, that means a lot. And at the end of the day, we wouldn't be here making comics if it wasn't for you guys reading them and talking about them, you know, because <laughs> there has to be an audience for the comics, you know, otherwise yeah. they're not going to sell. And uh, the story could be brilliant, but if no one's around to check it out, that's that's a huge bummer. And uh, so it means the world that, you know, you guys are out there talking about Valiant, always sharing your honest thoughts. And uh, I love all the praise and everything. And as you know, if you ever have any constructive criticism, I'm more than welcome to hear that as well. But uh, really happy you guys have been enjoying everything we've been doing with 2020 so far. And there is some stuff coming up that uh, even you guys don't know about yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We we definitely have some off-the-record conversations, but there's some stuff that uh, I try not to spoil. what I can say is you guys know Ninjak and Harbinger are coming back. We've teased that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Everyone knows they're coming back in 2020. When we had the cover of previews, they were on that. Uh, but what I don't think people know is the art team for each book. I think they're going to be very surprised. I think it is a completely new and fresh direction for both of those properties. Uh, I was looking over... Uh, Heather was nice enough to send some color Harbinger pages the other day. Uh, it is unlike anything you've seen before from Harbinger. Uh, mm. And I, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how you guys feel about it. Because both those books, uh, I think they're staying true to the properties and the characters within them. But the looks 
they're bringing a whole new energy and they're going to subvert your expectations. And I think that's important too, because, you know, something like Harbinger, man, if you're going to follow up Dysart's run, you can't just act like you're like Dysart light, you know, mm-hmm. he, he had his amazing run. Now you got to think what's next instead of just trying to already do what he did. You know, you don't bring back Toyo right away or something like that. That's right. just, you know, you don't do that. You know, there, there was this great run and there was a great ending and now you want to move forward and do something new. And uh, I think they're accomplishing that with these books. And uh, I'm very curious to see how you guys feel about them. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, because I think as much as we all love uh, Dysart and uh, and we love Toyo as a character, you, you do want to try new things, right, when you have a new creative team. And uh, and I, I don't think you guys have disappointed in that regards. Uh, it doesn't feel like any book that you guys are doing nowadays is kind of rehashing anything that was done in a previous run. And, that, and that's good to see as well. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and then there's uh, some other stuff being discussed that I can't comment on yet, but uh, Adam Gorham keeps sharing pictures of uh, Punk Mambo on his Twitter a lot. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, it's good artwork. Dude, I love so Adam. I, uh, I, I, got, I got an Exo Man of War from Adam. Uh, several, when you guys did those cards, the, uh, the card inserts, uh, I got, yeah. uh, I got uh, an Exo from, from Adam. That's, can you uh, send me a picture of that later? I'd love to see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You guys Ronnie? are gonna have to open up. You guys are gonna have to open up Valiant headquarters too in Missouri because a lot of the current artists and <laughs> writers are located here. So is Cullen Butter recruiting all of Missouri to join Valiant? <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. I like, hope so. You know, Cullen's writing EXO, and then you got Jeremy Hahn who's drawing uh, First Witness. Mm-hmm. So, and then I know some awesome other artists that are here that uh, haven't had their breakout moment yet, but would be awesome on some Valiant books too. See, so get Cullen on that. We should talk afterwards about uh, <laughs> getting, some, <laughs> getting some of these guys on uh, Valiant Central because you could talk to them. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's wrap this one up. Greg, you, you're, you're a true uh, sweet treat every time. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> a true sweet treat. That's a, a great true book sweet book. treat. You you are like uh, the dessert to my uh, disgusting dinner that I've had all day. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> dude, I, I <laughs> dude, I I am happy to you know hop on the phone with you guys and talk Valiant. Uh, I'm always happy to do that. And, uh, again, it it really does mean the world to me that you guys are, you know, reading the comics and sharing your honest feedback on them and, you know, taking time out of your day and your life to, you know, record episodes, talk about just Valiant. It means a lot. So thank you very much for what you guys are doing. Thank you. Uh, And thank you for coming on, Ronnie. You're welcome. I love having a wingman. You are a great wingman, sir. I love love being here talking nerd things and especially Valiant. (laughs) You you are not, not a sweet treat though. Cents, man. <laughs> whoa whoa whoa! Thirty two. It's twenty three. Hello. Oh, so what happened? Thought, did you did you get a raise? Oh, <laughs> uh, see when you get compliments, I get the raise. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you for listening to the Valiant Central Podcast. Of course, you can find all of us on Twitter. Dwan is at Collect Valiant. Travis is at The Great Magnet. I'm at Geek Find. The show is at Valiant underscore Central. You can, of course, find Ronnie at Rumbar 316. And Greg, well, you know, just follow Valiant Comics. What are you doing? 
you're listening to this, you should be following them. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week talking all about the brand new X of Man of War. Boy, am I excited. Thank you for listening. See you on the next one. Thank you.